The book was better. Hello, friends, and welcome to the mini-sode for the Book Was Better podcast. I am Kaylee Clark. I'm Taylor Colette. And today, in typical fashion, when we cover a very popular um, book, we are going to be just diving into the other adaptations of Jane Eyre. We talked closely and in detail about the 2011 film adaptation in our episode last week. Um, But Jane Eyre is just another one of those just renowned works that has been done in many, many different ways. And like we've done with, we did it with uh, Treasure Island. We did it with Pride and Prejudice. And we're just going to look at other adaptations, how much it's been done and whatnot. So I'm yawning again. It's fine. Okay. So in my own research. Wait, are we going to do any announcements or anything first? Just, do we have announcements? What are, what announcements? I mean, the, the reading calendar is live. And I'm saying this now to give myself the deadline of the time this episode goes live to <laughs> get the reading calendar out. So there's that. Um, but okay, yes, good. it's a little delayed. Just a little. Um, Just and, a bit. But it is up on social media, on our website, on all, all those things. So. I don't think there's anything else, though. No, I think that was the only one. But I wanted yeah. to okay. put that out there. Let's get that out there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. Important. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, in my research... I discovered that while it hasn't been adapted into near as many things, like in, in near as many times as like Pride and Prejudice, honestly, I've never seen the numbers of adaptations as I saw when I looked up the Pride and Prejudice like influence and everything. That was crazy. Yeah, that was its own but genre. <laughs> it was... insane but um Jane Eyre still has a very prolific list here um so starting with film as early as 1910 there are eight uh, silent films alone wow that tell the story of Jane Eyre yeah from 1910 to 1926 eight different silent films were released that's crazy so all about Jane Eyre. Yep. Why? I don't, we, I don't know. We went over <laughs> this <a> lot. <laughs> in the main episode. <laughs> we don't understand fully. Um, if I don't know. I haven't seen those silent films. If those silent films focus more on the like gothic elements of the story, then I'm totally behind it. And that could make a really cool little silent film. I guess that's the true. The romance in this book is not great. If, if they focused on the romance aspect as much as modern tellings do, that's when I don't understand it entirely. But I, yeah. I like this. I like this book. I know you I don't, but I do. I don't. And so I don't understand why you would need 10 silent films about it. I don't know. Apparently they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Then starting in 1934, that's the earliest feature-length film with, you know, sound and everything that was released. 
Um, but there are 16 feature length films in total. The most recent one being in 2011 with Mia Wasikowska and Michael Fassbender. The one that we discussed last week in our main episode. If you haven't seen mm-hmm. it, I've seen it. Listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, you should. Before that, the most like the most recent one before that was 1997. Okay, so there was a bit of a gap. Well, it's interesting because that's the biggest gap. Before 1997, there was one released in 1996, 1983, 1972. Two different versions released in India in 1972. Both in India, two different versions, same year. Wow. 1970, 1968, 1963, 1956, 1950, 1956, 1950. Like before that, there's not huge gaps in time before someone's like, ah, it's been too long. We need more Jane Eyre. It's been six months. Let's do it. It's too long. We need another one. However, I am very interested to see the 1943 rendition because it's a zombie version of Jane Eyre. Wow. They were doing that back before it was cool. Uh Uh-huh. Called I Walked with a Zombie back in 1943. It's a horror movie based on Jane Eyre. And I'm just huh. like, yeah, that's my jam. That's what I that's want. That's what you were looking we for. <laughs> so I found one that I'm going to check out. Okay. And then they've got radio. And I'm curious if radio also includes any sort of podcasts, but it doesn't look like it does. But it's a lot of like BBC Radio 4 BBC Radio 1, NBC University Radio, like it's a bunch of different things like that. But there's like 13 different radio shows that like presented Jane Eyre. I don't know if that was just a bunch of different shows literally doing readings of the book. If they abridged it in some way, if they made any changes to the story or if it's literally just a bunch of times where they basically read the book aloud on the radio in segments who knows (laughs) but it happened 13 times so must have gotten some good listenership must have television whether it's like a tv movie or like a mini series because i know like bbc has a mini series um kind of thing Uh, there are seven, no, 16 TV tellings of Jane Eyre. More than one of them being a BBC miniseries. Like BBC did a miniseries in 2006. They did another one in 1983. Hmm. They did another one in 1973. They did another one in 1963. They did another one in 1956. It's basically like every decade, BBC is like, oh, it's time to redo the story of Jane Eyre. (laughs) So. I just. Oh, I don't know. With that logic, we're overdue for BBC to do another Jane Eyre miniseries. (laughs) Maybe the pandemic is the reason we don't have a Jane Eyre yet. They had to postpone filming. Uh, one good thing came out of the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it's crazy to me that, like, even the BBC itself, like, not even film and TV in general, but BBC itself would put that much, like, time and money and effort into remaking Jane Eyre that many times when there's, like, so many good books out there that I'm like, this should be made into a miniseries or this should be made into a movie. 
And instead, they're just like, no, take your Jane Eyre and be happy. (laughs) Let's do Jane Eyre again. (laughs) Um, It's like, I want all these ice cream flavors. And they're like, nah, vanilla. They're like, okay. Have another version of vanilla. Yeah. Or another version of chocolate. But I actually don't. Don't mind another version of chocolate. All the chocolates. Chocolate is Pride and Prejudice. Jane Eyre is vanilla. (laughs) Vanilla. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I would not be mad if they announced tomorrow that they were making another Pride and Prejudice. I'd be like, it's about time. Exactly. It's about dang time. (laughs) Okay, but next we come to the theater. And in theater, we have 17 different... Of course. Adaptations for the stage. The earliest being 1849. That's only two years after it was published. Wow. It was Jane Eyre, a drama in five acts by John Brueggem. Of course, it's a man. He's an Irish-American actor and dramatist. Back in 1849, like only two years after the book was published. That's not bad. So good on you. Good on you, Charlotte. But yeah, lots of different film, not film, theater and stage adaptations, including some ballets mm. that have been told. In. Okay, and then we finish with my favorite thing to always talk about. We found some real good stuff when we talked about this section, Pride and Prejudice. Yes. This is other literature inspired by the novel. Which okay. is the best. So there's... Again, not as large of a selection as there was for Pride and Prejudice. Pride and Prejudice had over 100. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Jane Eyre still has more than 40. Okay. It had like 44, if I counted correctly, if I'm remembering what I counted. But it's like, it's interesting because there's a bunch of like people who attempted to make a sequel. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like. Mrs. Rochester, a sequel to Jane Eyre, written in 1997 by an author named Hilary Bailey. Yeah. But then there's like Jane Eyre's daughter. Mm. Jane Eyre at Cranbridge. Like there's a bunch of like sequels written. Then you've got the reworkings, right? Basically, um, right? Like the let's what if it was Jane Eyre, but add zombies? What if it's <laughs> Jane Eyre? But in but modern it day. happened in. But it happened in a modern setting. Or what if it, it was... It wouldn't fly. I'll tell you that much. Jane Eyre would not work in a modern setting. Yeah. Well, because there's reworkings and then there's retellings. And I'm going to be honest, I'm not entirely certain what the differences would be. I think a retelling... <laughs> retelling is going to be the same storyline, pretty much. Just in a different version. Reworking, they probably tweak more. That's my best guess. That's an educated guess. Yeah, that's what I was because that's why I was thinking. I don't think retellings would be would have like the modern AU no. or whatever. I think that would be considered a reworking because you'd have to retelling change a lot. Is yeah, so retellings. It looks like one of them. It's called Jane Eyre: My Private Autobiography, written in 2015. This version of Jane Eyre works in some novel twists that fit into the original plot such as Jane's pursuit of Rochester and St. John's homosexuality. Ah. So, oh, I guess that's not St. John, it's St. John. St. That's how it's pronounced. For some reason. (laughs) You know, English language doesn't make any sense. No. However, there's a retelling called The Wife Upstairs that was published in 2021 by Rachel Hawkins. Uh Uh-huh. 
And that actually sounds really interesting to me. Just like by title alone, the wife yeah. upstairs. Yeah, because like, I want to know more about it would that. would focus a bit more on like Bertha and her story because that would be cool. Yeah. But then we've got prequels and that is focusing on Bertha Mason okay. like as the main protagonist and like telling her story and how they happen to be. You've got spinoffs. You've got retellings from another character's point of view. Mm-hmm. So it's like the story told through Adele's eyes or there's the story told, told through Rochester's eyes or there's the fact that Rochester a lot of them are from Rochester's is perspective. secretly the villain all along. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I don't know. Um, but there's a lot of interesting there's a lot of interesting things here. I just like looking at it. Mm. I think the, the most interesting one for me, other than the wife upstairs, really, I'm just very interested in Bertha's story, aren't I? Because the other one that really caught my eye is called Wide Sargasso Sea by uh, Jean Riss. It was mm-hmm. real, or um, it was published in 1966, and the novel serves as a post-colonial and feminist prequel to Charlotte Bronte's novel, Jane Eyre, describing the background to Mr. Rochester's marriage from the point of view of his wife, Bertha, basically. The character Bertha Mason serves as the main protagonist for this novel. It describes the meeting and marriage of Antoinette Causeway, later renamed Bertha by Mr. Rochester. He literally changes her name. Uh Uh-oh, what's Max getting into? Oh, it wasn't Max, it was children. You don't have children. Whose children was that? Those are the children of our landlord. They like they to... They just come, in, come into your house? Yeah. Welcome to what? Hawaii. I was like, Hawaiian culture is very different. <laughs> yeah. So we normally keep the door locked, but we've been going in and out because we've been doing laundry. So it was unlocked. Mm. And yeah, they'll knock like once. And if you don't answer... And then just walk in. They will just walk in. That is so interesting. Okay. And cool. Max, of course, makes a Cultures. beeline for the door. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. Sorry. Interesting. <laughs> okay. No, that's fine. Um, I just got to read more on Wide Sargasso Sea. Um, find it interesting that Mr. Rochester freaking gives this woman a new name. Doesn't let her keep her name. What? Her name was originally Antoinette Causeway, and he names her Bertha. Like, Gross. renames her. See, I told you, he's the villain. He's mm-hmm. the bad guy. In its reshaping of events related to Jane Eyre, the novel suggests that Bertha's madness is not congenital, but rather the result of terrible childhood experiences and Mr. Rochester's unloving treatment of her. I could see that. I think that that sounds... Wild Sargasso Sea has been adapted into film twice. Wow. See, I'm more interested in that than the story of Jane Eyre. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and then if you think of it that way, and then you think of Jane Eyre and the manipulative behavior of Mr. Rochester, yeah. you're like, did he Red set the fire? Galore. Did he kill his wife in order to get Jane back? Oh, snap. Did he feign blindness? You don't know. That's a headcanon. I think it would be pretty hard to feign blindness, especially if it's from an injury, because it probably visibly does something to his eyes. Didn't pretty sure it said that there was something like visibly damaged. Maybe he did it to himself, though. But that was just karma for setting the fire. himself. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. It's messed up. 
I will officially be saying that Mr. Rochester is the villain from now on. Uh, I will not I, be taking I, I criticism. I stand that headcanon. <laughs> I will not be taking... I accept that headcanon as... Yes. That is the truth Mr. now. Mr. Rochester set the fire. Yep. <laughs> that is now... He's the bad guy all belief. along. <laughs> We're going to get um, Steph up in here. <laughs> Just... Well, I don't know... I don't know why Steph loves this movie... I mean book so much this story maybe she likes it for the same reasons I do maybe and not for the romance but if she does I'm terribly sorry we're stepping all over your ship yes <laughs> but but yeah lots of stuff interesting interesting stuff And they're not all titled Jane Eyre, right? Same with, like, they're not all titled no. Pride and Prejudice. Because that would be too obvious. But a lot of them are just titled Jane Eyre. A couple of them are called, like, um, The Orphan of Lowood, which is kind of a oh, cool okay. title, I guess. Yeah. Or there's one that's called, like, The Mansion at Thornfield or something. Mm -hmm. I, don't know. I can't remember now. But, yeah. Interesting. Things to be sure, to yeah. be certain. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Jay and Air before we move on forever? <laughs> I can't wait. No. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Good riddance. No. <laughs> I just, yeah, I think maybe my biggest problem with Jane Air is that I did go in because I feel like everyone always talks about the ship and... Everyone talks about the romance, so I went in with that being my main expectation and my main focus. Mm -hmm. um, and I was disappointed because I was like, this is the worst. They're like, I don't even like Mr. Rochester. So, yeah, I think that that kind of affected my like. How much I like it, you know, like my feelings on it. Mm -hmm. So I do think that if you, you know, go into it. For, like you said, maybe the theme or finding a home or for like Jane finding her way in the world and you focus more on that and the romance is more of just like a side story, then maybe you'd like it more. But I definitely wouldn't go mm -hmm. into it as a romance novel. No, neither would I. Yeah. Despite it being classified as such. Yes. Yeah, I don't, don't like it. But... Um, next week, may the fourth be with us all. Mm -hmm. We'll be talking about Rogue One. It was technically published as a book first, so we're not breaking the rules. <laughs> the rules that we self-imposed on ourselves. We are maybe just bending them a little bit, but it was a book first. The book came out before the movie did, so. Um, that'll be kind of interesting. That'll be kind of fun. A little Star Wars celebration. Otherwise, yeah, just look for that reading calendar, but... That's that's where we're at. So we hope that everyone has a great week. And don't forget to read.